It's time for the Flagler Radio Business Report, a 30-minute roundtable discussion with local businesses. And now, your host, Kirk Keller. Good morning. This is Kirk Keller with the Business Report, and I've got a great group of people in the house this morning, and we're going to be talking about Parks and Rec. And my first guest is Brittany McDermott with the City of Palm Coast. Brittany, you invited, I invited you, and you invited everybody. So tell us who your guests are. Yes, good morning. Thanks for having us. Um, like I said, this Parks Master Plan has been a team effort, so I definitely had to invite some team members. We have Mike Legacy, who is the Public Lands and Natural Resources Manager with Flagler County. Morning. We have um, James Hurst, our Director of Parks and Recreation with the City of Palm Coast. And we have Frank Barbuti, who is the Parks and Recreation Manager with Flagler County. Fantastic. Frank, I've known you for a long time. You've been around for a long time. Yes, I have. Um, <laughs> You've been with the county a long time with Parks and Rec. Tell me about this program, and is this something new that you've had to deal with in the last few months or a couple of years? Or how's that work? Uh, as far as the program is going on, as far as the collaboration with the county and the city, I think is a great thing as a whole. I mean, as we move in the direction of of the county going to you know uh, uh, a medium size, or uh, that is definitely a need here. Mm-hmm. You know, and then working with the city and Brittany and James is is always has been a great experience. Uh, you know, and collecting all our information. And quite honestly, in the beginning, I don't know if either of us knew how much we all had. You know what I mean? So that has been a, a huge bonus. Fantastic. That, you know, share so how did that happen? Because I know in the past, the county and the city were kind of always fighting each other for this and that. And so, Brittany, was this your idea that you brought the county and the city together? It really started with our leadership. And then um, I guess they saw some skills in me and sort of asked if I could spearhead this. And I was happy to do that and help put the team together. But it really did start from the top. We actually got an interlocal agreement approved by both our, both our county commission and our city council. And that's really where it had to start for us to go in because it is a 50-50 cost split to hire the consultant to do the Parks Master Plan. That's where we started. But from then on out, it was just putting the right team members together. And it's been great ever and I, I do. I absolutely love that uh, the idea that you guys are working together. I know when I interviewed Mayor Alfin right after he was elected, that was one thing that he wanted to do. And then the, the different uh, county commissioners we've had in here, they've always wanted to have that association, that friendship, a partnership. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad you've made this happen, Brittany. You've yeah. made it work. So tell me about this program now. What are we looking at that we that you discovered from this uh, consultant company that we need to improve on? Let's start with that. Yeah, so it's been a long process. We started in December, and we're not quite finished. Um, We're in phase four out of the five phases of the project. And what we have found, we've done a lot of community input. They did focus groups. They had an interactive website called a social pinpoint. It was amazing to get the public's input every step of the way, and also to have the expertise of the consultant that we hired, which is Barry So a lot of the study is done off public opinion or public wants. Absolutely, yes. There's been surveys and engagement focus groups throughout. They did leadership interviews, so they've you know, made sure to talk with both the county and the city and to find those similarities. Where do we overlap? What is more the cities? What's more the counties? That's what we're getting into now with phase five is really laying out our roadmap to move forward. So Frank, since you've been with the county the longest and been over parks and recreation for a long time, are you getting some of your concerns addressed with this study that they, they brought up? Uh, well, I th- I certainly, as far as, you know, uh, it's bringing to service, you know, for everybody to see what each of our concerns are, you know what I'm saying? And and I think, you know, uh, going forward, it's going to help out tremendously, uh, you know, uh, as far as the, the needs of the public and the, and the sports and uh, and just uh, passive recreation, you know, and those kind of things. I mean, uh, the different, uh, as the evolution in parks uh, over time from when I started till now, uh, there's so many different uh, wants. And as far as in actual groups that are out there that, you know, 20 years ago, 
not to say that, you know, <laughs> right. but it's been that long. Uh, Did you find out that some of your wants and needs are the same as the city's wants and needs? Certainly. certainly. This, with this study yeah. and, and this collaboration? Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. I, I know that the two parks that I always think of when I think of Flagler County are Princess Place Preserve and then uh, the fairgrounds. Are we going to see some improvements with those two parks? Well, I mean, I'm hoping to, I mean, as far as when it comes down to the actual plan coming together, what we're going to have. We certainly, certainly would like to see that. All right, Mike, hey. give us your opinion on what's going on and what you wanted to see happen and well, how it's working out for you. One of the things that I'm really um, pleased with, with how the survey worked out, or with how the Parks Master Plan is working out, is the survey process that Brittany mentioned. It really gave us some insight into um, the public as far as everyone being a shareholder, um, city residents, county residents. We all go to the same parks. A lot of times we don't even know who manages or whatever. Um, and by reaching out to so many groups in so many different ways, we got a, we got a lot of data. Um, and that data is actually proving useful even in other things that we look at. So, you know, when you think of parks, a lot of people think of a basketball court or some people only think of trails. But what we're able to see is that people really have a broad perspective on what recreation and what parks are and, and, and what they're for. And so through the survey process, we've been able to identify that the public really looks to, you know, like they want certain types of amenities, and that kind of shows across the population. And also they so show – So what were some of the amenities the public was Well, we see that for? we see that there's a, a desire for what – I guess what they're terming non-traditional recreation. There's also a desire – you know, we got a lot of input about a pool, for instance, you know, the, the, the pool facility. A city pool. A city pool. Got a lot of input actually about – and this is kind of what I was getting to was like the idea that um, – we want more trails or that we want more kayak launches or things like that. And what we learned from that is we have a lot of that. Maybe we do need more, but also we need to communicate better as both um, city and county what we have and where it is. And so those types of things are really good because we take that data in and we can say, oh, we actually have a lot. Let's tell, tell people where it is. Let's, let's communicate better. So, so that's, that's a lesson that we get. Brittany, you and I work a lot on the education programs and, and marketing and mm-hmm. getting the message out. Is that one of our weaknesses is we're not getting the message out and letting them know where the trails are and where the pools are and blah, blah, blah? I don't know that it's a weakness. I think um, between our communications and marketing campaigns across both um, City of Palm Coast and Flagler County, we do a great job. It's just somehow it's – Word of mouth is always the best, right? So as much as we put out there, people have to be As long as the radio station is the word of mouth, right? Yeah, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But people have to be looking for it, too. So how do we, you know, maybe do some more grassroots efforts and really make sure, I mean, even for the Parks Master Plan, when we were recruiting focus group members, we're like, how do we reach our trail users that don't necessarily sign up for programs? They don't necessarily have a pass at one of our facilities. So we literally just stood out there, like, you know, with brochures and hey you know are you interested let's have a conversation and we were actually able to recruit some focus group members for that aspect to grab you know the trail users so in these focus groups what was the 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 resident's suggestion of how to educate the rest of the residents they always have a plethora of ideas i mean they look to the traditional marketing efforts like social media radio newspaper they each kind of have their niche that they go to but a lot of it was just making sure that you're putting the information out in a way that people can receive it we have a broad audience many different demographics so make sure you're capturing each one of those everybody finds their information in a different way and that's what we really heard through the focus groups and i hate to to ask this since i've been here eight years um do we have a city pool? 
We do. Oh, yes. <laughs> I had no clue. Where, so where's the city pool at? I feel like James would be the best one to right. answer this. Yeah. He actually used to run the pool. So. Yeah. All right. So James, I'm sorry. I, I, I did not know we had a city pool. It's- yeah, no worries. Um, so our city pool is located behind Belter uh, Middle School and Wadsworth Elementary off Parkview Drive. It's a eight-lane, 25-yard pool. Okay. Um, and it's pretty much open nearly every day of the week. Is there a membership fee or membership a- fee? Daily drop in. We have swim lessons. We have aqua zumba. We have water aerobics. We have kayaking for kids. We have a whole bunch of stuff right. for people to enjoy. Well, fantastic! Like I said, I knew we had the water park or not water park, but the water pad because mm-hmm. that's been very controversial. Which, if you listen to my show, I'm, I've always been against it, <laughs> especially the expense of it. But the pool, I grew up in a city pool in my hometown, and I think it's very valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I've lived here, I've always had a pool for myself and didn't need a city pool. Is that one of the problems that we're facing, that so many people have their own personal pools, and now that's so easy to put up a pop-up pool? Yeah, I think I think it is. It's easier uh, to probably purchase a pool for your own house. But, you know, uh, we we try and, you know, try and kind of – it's hard to say, but uh, get out to the public. You know, we do do swim lessons. You know, the importance of having those pools in your backyard – um, that's what we're trying to convey to the public and to the residents. So have you seen that as we push for a younger market to live here in Flagler County, that, and that they're probably making less income, uh, that there's more of a need for these city pools and the water pad and stuff? I think so, yeah. Correct. So it's very important. Do you, do you see the city building a second pool to handle the population? Um, that, or, or is that one of the things the study is looking into? That's something the study is looking into, Um so we, we continue once we get the full report. That's something that the, we, as a city and the county, we'll probably look into. All right, uh, uh, Frank. I'm going to ask you this. I don't. I know you don't have the full report, but I'm sure you've had some discussions with uh, the consulting company. What are they recommending right now? Uh, I don't know that. I, no, I have not uh, seen that as of right now as far as what the recommendations are. Any the rest of you? Brittany, have you? We did just present to our county commission and city council. I think Mike was the one that presented to Flagler County. So they identified some goals and objectives that they're seeing so far. It's not necessarily an action plan to move forward quite yet. That's what phase five of the project is. But the goals that they are seeing, a huge one was trail interconnectivity. We actually ended up having a dedicated trails discussion board because that was such a trend coming out early on through the surveys and the focus groups. So that was one we're seeing. We mentioned, you know, the aquatics um, pool, you know, center and uh, renovated golf clubhouse. We've seen increase in sports fields. So they the golf clubhouse, disc golf. Are, we talking, are we talking Palm Harbor Golf? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, which is just a – Which we just – they just open loopers there. Is that part of that discussion? Yeah, there would definitely still be an idea for a concession to be in that building. And it is going through a master plan process right now. So we'll get down the road a little further with that one at a later time. But – Definitely to include concessionaire services. All right. I know one of the concerns as a citizen I would be asking is, Mike, where's all this money coming from? Um, Well, I think that you have to look at the plan as a list of suggestions that are vetted by data. And then um, once that's in hand, then then it's up to staff to review and to kind of really kind of digest it and then let our policymakers kind of uh, make those decisions. So in these discussions with the citizens, do you ask or do they even bring up the money aspect of it? Because, you know, that's, that's interesting that most people don't think about what all this costs. They think the city has all kinds of gold coins in the basement, <laughs> which you don't. I, I, I believe that, that that that's a valid question, but I think that the plan isn't designed to say, here's where the money comes from. The plan is designed to say, 
what are we what do we have what should we celebrate what should we work on and then you know that's like that's a that's getting data it's not really making decisions on how it's implemented implementation comes over the next few years as we really digest the plan and yeah i understand that, that gathering the data and having the discussion but i think it also gets people's hopes up that oh this is going to happen and we're going to have another pool across town so i don't have to drive across town to get another pool i mean i do knowing human nature and how people think i do see that hope factor kicking in so then when it doesn't happen you have that that point of disappointment I will say a few things with that. So one, the social pinpoint website that I mentioned earlier actually had a budgeting tool on it. So not that it was real dollars. You got like $200 of pretend money to spend, but it gave at least an idea of where the residents wanted the majority of the money to be spent. And they were able to prioritize a list of like 12 or 15 projects. And we saw some reports out of that. And the aquatics complex was a, was a huge one. That was really at the top. So when, when they saw their... Uh, phony money disappearing going towards projects are like Whoop, let's go back right. to do this exactly. instead exactly it gives them a little bit of a understanding of that and also barry dunn did a huge data request from us right there was a bunch of materials we had to supply to them and of those were our operating budgets for the year and our capital improvement budgets our cip budgets so they have a dollar amount in mind of what we have currently and what we can feasibly realistically do maybe in the next five years so that is part of the scope of the project is for them to come out and say we know you have this amount allocated to parks and recreation items and here's how we recommend you prioritize spending those dollars and then of course another recommendation is to look for alternative funding whether it be partnerships sponsorships grants etc they're going to help us to identify some of those as well to make it a little more feasible so when it's all said and done is it a shared expense to improve these projects from the county and the city of palm coast or will banal and flagler beach and beverly beach all have to get involved to make it happen that's a great question. I don't know that we're there yet in the project. That's going to come out of more of this phase five with the draft report. They're going to show us really what the city should be responsible for, what the county should be responsible for, and then where there's that overlap. So we did have a discussion about that at the last city council meeting that was brought up by our mayor. And that is something that they'll look to answer as we move forward in this project. Fantastic. I do have more questions, but we need to take a fast break. This is the business report. We'll be right back right after this. Yes, absolutely. Palm Coast is blessed to have a company like this. Owners that care about not only about the community, but they care about hiring within Palm Coast and providing um, nice salaries for those that live here. And they, they really, truly invest back within. Good morning and welcome back to the Business Report. I'm your host, Kirk Keller. I've got a great group of guests this morning. We're talking parks and rec. So I've got county and city of Palm Coast Park and, rec, uh, park and Recreation officials in here. Uh, Brittany, you and I were just diving into the money aspect of these improvements. They haven't been approved yet by county and or by the city. Uh, but my question was, is this going to be a shared project between county, uh, Flagler County, city of Palm Coast, Beverly Beach, and Flagler and Pinnell? Because they're all in Flagler County. Absolutely. And like I was mentioning, that's the part of the phase five and the project that we will look to see that will go in front of both our um, county commission as well as city council in October. So that's where we'll get a little bit more of those answers to those questions of really diving into our budgets, our CIP, our operating budgets. How do we need to prioritize those dollars and who needs to prioritize what and where's the overlap and how can we develop partnerships to maybe make some other projects happen as well? Great. 
Frank, how many acres of parks do we have in Flagler County? Uh, taking in the uh, not in a total over seven thousand acres. Okay, you know as far as and that's preserves and and properties that the county owns uh, that is potential parks later on. So okay. seven thousand that the county and city owns, or just the county? Just the county. Okay, as far as that you know is under uh, parks and recreation uh, to to manage. Right. You know what I'm saying, but some of it, like I said, we're we're not on the property. And some of that property is within the city limits of or Palm Coast. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes, so, Brittany, how many parks, how many acres does the city own of parks? Uh, the, I'm going to turn that over to James. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. So, it's kind of the same vein as Frank. You know, we do have some spots that aren't developed, uh, but then we do have some parks that are developed. We're probably looking at around 800 to 1,000 acres of parks in, in within the city. So, the, so far, does the consulting firm think we're right on target for the number of acres we have for public parks or do they think we're overabundant or do they think we need more we're close we do still have some needs they actually developed almost what you could look at as a heat map and they showed some areas of need in the county there are a couple areas identified and what they looked at is our trend tends to be a park within three miles of a resident and they found that that was a really good structure for us to keep and to continue with we're we're sort of right on on par with that but they did identify a few needs areas a uh, very far north of the county very far south out west mm-hmm. there are a couple areas that we definitely need to add some parks and recreation amenities so have you already started looking at land mike yeah i think we um we, we kind of always have been and then what we what we would do is we would identify existing lands as the develop as the population grows towards the west right um and so as we as we need to we can um acquire or use current properties no, no vision of selling a piece of property to pay for another project? Uh, or is that a no-no in Parks and Rec? <laughs> some of that might be a better question for our planning and community development yeah. departments. <laughs> we get brought in once they've identified, you know, the area. Well, the reason I asked that, I, I just asked city council that on a show not too long ago because, you know, they're, they're, they're bleeding money, I guess. I said, I brought up, why don't you sell some of the property that the city of Palm Coast owns? And oh, nobody wanted to do that, but. You know, in, in the real world, in the residential world, if we need money, we sell something. We have a garage sale or we sell a piece of property or we sell that extra car that we don't need. I mean, is that how citizens look at some of the city property and parks, you think, or, or county? I feel like we're seeing the opposite. They really want to make sure that we're conserving our green space areas and prioritizing parks and recreation as this community grows. They want to make sure there's a balance to that and that there are still areas to get out into nature and just enjoy green space. And that's what we're finding throughout this project through our public input and our focus groups. That's the trend that we're seeing. And I agree with the residents 100%. I think we need to save that green space or that that forestry, I guess is what I call it. Frank, in all the years that you've been with the county, has the county ever sold parts of land that was deemed a park no i don't i don't know that they've ever sold a piece of land i remember a land swap that was done um and how we acquired the moody homestead property with the big trees just down the road here on player with something with i believe it was with the city of flagger beach uh it was a land swap between the two so princess place preserve as uh, as most people know the radio station sponsors and hosts the creekside festival it's the 18th annual creekside festival uh I absolutely love what you guys have done out there. I love the cabins that the county has built out there. Uh, we'll be staying in those again yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up here pretty soon. 
any future plans to build more cabins or do do some more improvements out there at Princess Place? Or do, does the public really just like the natural nature of Princess Place? They, they certainly love the natural nature of the place. And, and it, because of its location, you could probably put 50 cabins down there and have them rented uh, almost all year long. Because right now we find ourselves in that position. Uh, it gets into the summer months uh, during the week, maybe not so much. But we're booked clear out for a long time for those three uh cottages that we have i mean they have sometimes you know people refer to uh lake tahoe and the property there being million dollar views and stuff like that and and really if nobody's ever been there you know that's that's flyer county's million dollar view uh when you it sit is. there and you look at palliser creek and across the way to Faber dykes you've got no obstructions of any kind of houses or anything else like that it's untouched you know what i mean so it's it's a huge benefit to the park uh we do look into not cottages right now per se um uh, but more so as adding more campsites. Um, now we have done a little plan to maybe add another 15 primitive sites, uh, you know, uh, out to the Moody areas and the equestrian and then having uh, somewhat of a soft canoe, uh, kayak launch down in that area for, for people. But uh, that's really the what we've been talking about lately. I'd like to add to his, his answer, particularly with Princess Place, when that property was purchased, it was purchased in response to the potential development of that property. And so I think for Princess Place, uh, 50 cabins wouldn't be the right answer. No. <laughs> but, but looking at, you know, at opportunities like that throughout the, throughout the county where it makes sense, where we can agree to do something like that with our partners isn't necessarily a bad idea. All, the, all days have to be vetted. But I just want to make cl- like clear on that for Princess Place. It would be a great place for 50 cabins, but the public bought it with, you know, with, right. their, with their money so that it wouldn't be 50 houses or whatever. So. And this might be a rumor, a story on the streets, but I'd heard at one time Princess Place almost sold to a developer. But um, County Commissioner George Hans, I guess, went in there and fought for the uh, the rights to keep it. Is that a true story, or do I, we know? I don't. I don't know. That's why the bridge was named the George Hans Bridge. <laughs> I don't know if that was after the county's purchase or that was prior to. You know, as far as the developer coming in, because after Lewis Wadsworth, I understand it was a Kittrich family that owned it out of Orlando. Uh, maybe that's where those discussions were. But I I did, I know that, you know, a developer, but like I said, where it was in those years, I'm not exactly sure. Just, I mean, there's a lot of history out there. I mean, huge, a, huge a lot amount of history. Of history. And, huge amount and, of history. Uh, they still yeah. give tours uh, every day. Um, at, oh, they don't? Anymore? No, no, oh. no. Uh, so I, just so we don't get a flood of people coming out there. Uh, it's Friday, Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, because I have a million listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at 2 o'clock. Now, we will do, uh, if someone contacts my office, uh, we'll certainly set up for a group if they want to come out during the week. You know, we've had a lot of uh, interest uh, for, with some uh, groups uh, that meet and having private tours and stuff. We certainly will. We can handle that. Now, is that a joint property with the city and the county? The county manages and runs it, but it's within the city limits. How does that work? No, nope. oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say it's it's owned by the county, and it's uh, it was purchased with funding from the state of Florida in, in a couple different um, portions, and so it's it's owned by the county, managed by the county, but it does have we do have partners in the acquisition. Now, the city of Palm Coast is also a partner, just generally, but because it's in, within the state limits, well, because it's right. So it's right, but the the county owns it and manages it. Okay, Brittany, I, I know the mayor has talked about moving west, moving west, moving mm-hmm. west. Have you guys already spotted some locations for parks? I don't know that we've spotted locations. I'm not really in those conversations, but I know that that will definitely be a part of the plan is, to again, that balanced growth, making sure that there still are opportunities for the residents to enjoy green space. Got it. James, I'll ask you real quickly, moving forward, what are you personally looking forward 
to come out of this report and get improved? Um, personally, it's looking at different areas that, you know, we need to prioritize where parks need to be. You know, we've identified some areas that are low on parks, need some parks, and then really just providing playgrounds or anything to those residents that don't really have to drive five or ten minutes to get somewhere. Uh, So that's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, And then always just making sure our residents have the best best experiences possible when it comes to parks and recreation. Brittany, if I'm listening to this show and I want to help or I want to get involved in this study, what do I do? Definitely look on our webpage. We actually have a dedicated spot called POP, which was planning our parts. So if you go to the City of Palm Coast website, you can see all the information. We've actually attached the PowerPoints that have been presented already. You can see the data and the survey statistics. And then we are, like I mentioned before, bringing it to our county commission on October 16th and our city council on October 17th. And obviously there's an opportunity to go and watch that presentation and have public comment. If there's anything that you see that you agree with, disagree with, that's your opportunity to get up there and make sure that your voice is heard. So if the city council approves all these projects that need improvement or expanded, where does that money come from? It kind of goes back to making sure we're operating within our CIP budgets, our operating budgets, and prioritizing. It's not. So is an existing budget we have now, or do we need to expand that budget to make these projects happen? A little bit of both, probably. We need to prioritize some projects that we can get done feasibly within our budget that we have now, and then make sure that you know, depending on how long the list is or how many projects are that need to get done and the funding that's attached to that to make sure we're looking at growth opportunities. And that's, again, where they go to identify grants, sponsorships, partnerships. There's other ways to expand our funding without always having to look at the general fund. Is this a five-year plan, 10-year plan? It starts with a five-year plan, and then it goes um, looks at longer-term growth. All right, fantastic. Tell us the website again that we need to go to if we want to get involved. So it's the City of Palm Coast website, and there's a section for POP, P-O-P, Planning Our Parks. All right, fantastic. Guys, thank you very much for being on the business report this morning. We'll see you guys next Saturday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thanks.